We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Vince, are you ready for some rapid fire? Oh, I've been waiting all day for rapid fire. I've been on the air since 1 o'clock. Ready for rapid fire. Let's go. No rapid fire. Here we go. Fill in the blank. Notre Dame signing former Penn State star running back. Not star running back. Former (sighs) Penn State running back Devin Ford out of the transfer portal is blank. Uh, Great insurance for the 2023 season. I I think this signing is a high... Ceiling, high floor decision. Uh, I they're playing with house money. They had some extra scholarships available. Uh, you know, there's obviously some question marks about injury, about true freshmen. You know, all these different things in the running back room, right? Well, I think that this is a nice insurance policy in case something happens to Audric Estime. You got a great number two guy right there, ready to go. This is great. You don't have to move Chris Tyree over. Uh, you don't, you know, that they're one injury away from moving Chris Tyree back to running back, right? He can just stay over there at, at the slot, get better. Perfect. This is just an insurance policy. And I think that's totally fine. I think, I think they had the, the scholarships to give. I think it's best case scenario for the kind of running back that you would hope to be able to get out of the transfer portal. I mean, it's not like you're getting chump change. Out of there. The guy was an elite running back in the 2019 class. He was the number one running back in that class, 40th rated player in the nation. He's had some injuries in his time at Penn State that have kind of held him back a little bit. But if you're Notre Dame now, just, just what you said, you don't even have to worry most likely about moving Chris Tyree back in there. You can just let him do his thing as a yeah. receiver and maybe even, a, you know, maybe you take that slash off his title because during the spring they listed him running back slash receiver whichever order that was in but you've got five running backs now you know you're back to five with ford coming in and he's a quality running back so you expect that he's going to be able to to challenge for some time right away and he's also got two years of eligibility left this is actually a little bit of the you know kind of the guy that that you were just talking about who you know, they've had some trouble getting in here, but right. apparently he's got his academics in line because they were able to get him in here. And so again, I think it's, it's best case. You've got a guy who 
will make your running back room better and more competitive. You know, like you look at an insurance policy for Jadarian Price, even you know, not knowing what's going to happen with him with his Achilles. So I, I think it's great that they were able to go yeah. out and get get a guy of this calum, caliber that they yeah. can plug in the room. You know, like if Andre Estime has the kind of year that we all think he's going to have, he's going to be gone after this year. Absolutely. So you're going to, you needed another back of this caliber. Well, and it sounds like he's, he's very similar in style to like Chris Tyree. So you do kind of have that thunder and lightning as uh Irish town put up here. Um, you know, so he's kind of a slasher, right? So you got different styles, which is good. And so if he can stay injury free and everybody stays injury free, it's a win-win. I mean, it's it's a win-win. There, there's no downside to taking him. You had two extra scholarships, I believe. Why not use it to bolster your running back room? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Which is the bigger surprise, Notre Dame lacrosse winning the national championship or Notre Dame baseball missing the NCAA tournament? Well, I will plead ignorance on the chances <laughs> of the lacrosse team doing anything. I know that they were good. I remember, what was it, during spring ball, they had like a big game and the whole football team was out there on the berm watching them. Remember that? I think they were like the yeah. number two or number one team in the country. So I knew they were good, right? I've known for about a week and a half now that Notre Dame wasn't going to make the NCAA tournament for baseball. Uh, maybe even longer than that. But I think the reality hit uh, last week when they totally bombed in the ACC tournament, but then Boston College and just work your way back, right? They did not. Have, they did not finish strong, as they say, right? So pretty much was on board with Notre Dame not making the NCAA tournament. So I will say I was more surprised that the lacrosse team won the national championship. Because I knew that the baseball team wasn't going to get in. I was more as well. And it kind of came came around, you know, like a little bit of a lightning rod. It's like, oh, they're in the final four. That's cool. And then they, you know, narrowly 
they they kind of had to knock you know they knocked off Virginia to get to the national championship game and and then they end up beating Duke which was a number one seed you know to to win the whole thing and I was not, unfortunately not surprised the way Notre Dame baseball season wound up that they got left out and you know they right. ended up I think their RPI was it was fifty four fifty five and Kansas State was right next to them. You know, one was 54, one was 55. And okay. the Kansas State head coach today, you know, he had a he tweeted out a, a, a long quote. Basically there's there's a some controversy, you know, in terms of the selection committee leaning too much into the RPI. And Kansas State was left out right along with Notre Dame. And it just the way their season, the way that the you know the last week and a half of their season transpired there was just no way i was it, it was a very pleasant surprise though to see notre dame lacrosse be able being able to do this and i mean kevin corrigan this is a guy who's been around forever of course he's the son of gene corrigan you know the notre dame former notre dame athletic director and acc commissioner yep. and the guy's been here for 35 years i mean think about that 1988 was uh when he was hired as head coach at notre dame you know and it's like national championships that was notre dame football's last national championship season but it's like he's a south bend st joe guy and he's been here forever you talk about longevity and so it's pretty cool oh, yeah. to see him do it and uh, it was uh it was again like the way that game transpired yesterday that was even more surprising to see them jump out to the lead that they did and then they then gave here, up so many goals in a row in the I third know. quarter oh i was here like well that two. was short-lived <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Here comes Duke firing on all cylinders, and all of a sudden it's tied up, and then here comes Notre Dame again, swinging the old momentum back the other way. On the subject of momentum, Vince, do you buy or sell the notion of momentum in sports? And I'm not necessarily talking about momentum within a game. There are always going to be swings within a game. Absolutely. I'm talking more about, like, longer-term momentum game to game over the course of the season or the postseason or mm -hmm. whatever it happens to be i had to think about this one <clears throat> to be honest and i know this is probably stems from the what the eastern conference finals in the nba and the whole good call yep three games and then three games and then game seven and all of that honestly there is something to be said for maybe I'm splitting hairs here when you, when I was coaching football in at the high school level, right. And we were playing a team who was undefeated. Now they played a bunch of garbage teams, right. But they were undefeated. My team was not undefeated. We played some really tough teams. We competed, but we had a bunch of losses, right? You pit those two teams together. Who's more confident going into that game. The, the team, team is undefeated. undefeated, right? Period. Right. So I think, it can give you confidence. I don't know about momentum. I feel like once the game starts, you're kind of there and you're kind of with, you know, you're playing within the game. I don't think it gives you momentum from one game to the next, but it can certainly give you confidence to play better uh, going into the game. No doubt about that. So I don't know if I'm splitting hairs there, but that's no, I, how I feel. I, I think that actually is the greater point. It is more, you know, especially with a team sport, like, one or two players can be playing well and have confidence, but that doesn't mean the whole team is going to have the same confidence. You know, like each guy is going through something sure. different with his own playing 
situation, you know, and like, you know, analytics will tell you that there's no such thing as clutch, you know, like Miami won three straight games. They were on the verge of sweeping the series. And just like you said, you know, they've got all this perceived momentum. Did they finish it off? No, because Boston proceeds to win three straight games of their own. And everyone thought that they were going to complete it. It's like, well, you know, like everyone was seemed to be picking Boston last night. Why? Because they've got the Good. momentum now sure. on their side. Yeah. Right. Well, and like, what happens if they don't get that putback from Derek White, you know, with one tenth of a second left Seriously. in game six? Like, that ends all your momentum talk right there. So I agree. Like, there there is something to be said about confidence, but actual momentum just it, it seems to me to be more about randomness. You know, it's the like there's just a certain random nature to it. So, you know, and again, because right. In, in team sports, you've got so many different players who are a part of it. You know, again, there, there are going to be pendulum swings within the game. You know, there, there's different momentum shifts within a game. But longer term, I just think that it's more random necessarily. than it. I, I like sort of the way you define it. You know, there is something to the confidence that can be gained from it. But not yeah. everyone feels that, I think, even in the same way. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely momentum within a game, especially a game like basketball or, you know, something like that. Like the momentum shift in basketball, you can feel that, you know, like when we're, when we're calling games, like you can feel the momentum swing. Right. Uh, football's diff- a little bit different because you've got offense and defense and it's a little bit, you know, a little bit different, like momentum in basketball is huge. Yeah. I mean, basketball is so different just because of the right. more frenetic nature of the game and, and there's there's just so much like basketball and lacrosse are actually I was thinking about it like in terms of the high volume of scoring you know there's there's they're similar in that way now you still don't score you know quite as much in lacrosse as you do in basketball but still it's it's like getting it's def- definitely in lacrosse there's momentum like I could even I know I could even tell that just by watching the game I yesterday know. for sure I, I think a lot of people found out about lacrosse this weekend that's fair. <laughs> All right, we're continuing on our run of predicting mm-hmm. records for the upcoming college football season. So Florida State has a Vegas over-under of nine and a half wins. So let's predict their record. Here's their All schedule. Right. They start off with LSU. Then they play Southern Miss. They're at Boston College. They're at Clemson. They've got Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Duke, at Wake Forest, at Pittsburgh, Miami, North Alabama, at Florida to close out the regular season. So over under nine and a half wins for Florida State this season. Wow. So do we are we do we want to go through each team or am I just going by like I I quickly went through it and I think I have nine and three. Uh, okay. So I guess I would have to take the under. Um, and I'm not a hundred percent confident on some of the wins, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they could go either way. Um, so I guess I, agree. I would take the under. Like, you know, when you, when you look at LSU and at Clemson in your first four games of the yep. season. Those are know, two Clemson's L's for won, me for sure. Yeah, I mean, even as good as Florida State was last year, Clemson has won seven straight against the Seminoles. That includes yep. last year. And, you know, they're confidence. at Clemson. This time. Confidence going into <laughs> yeah. that game. Okay. That's right. <laughs> That's right. What kind of momentum 
you get. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like LSU, Clemson, I think those are both losses right there. Mm -hmm. um, right. I had Florida as my other loss uh, to put them under that nine and a half. But I think Duke could go either way, to be honest with you. Maybe that's the only other one. Uh, I don't think Pitt's going to be very good, but you never know with Pitt, right? And it's at Pitt, so I guess there's a chance there. Get the Phil Dracovic factor. Right? And if everyone's, again, the Phil Dracovic, like, Pardusi he's got right so many injuries that I just am not confident he'll make it through an entire season. If he does then I would give Pitt the edge in that game, I think. But yeah. I would have to I have to, I have to, learn more about Pitt, I think. Yeah, between – now here's something interesting as well. The Seminoles, Vegas has them as the favorite to win the ACC championship. Wow. Right now. Like if you go wow. to FanDuel, they're plus 165. They've got the best odds in the ACC to win no the kidding. ACC championship. Clemson has the second best odds, followed by North Carolina, Louisville, North Carolina State, Miami, Pittsburgh, and Duke. So it's interesting that Notre Dame plays five of the top eight ACC teams that are favored. The ACC is garbage. The championship. Sean, you know this. Just listen <laughs> to the fans. Yes, I know. They don't help. I just, I, I do think that Florida State loses to both LSU and Clemson, and then between Duke, who I'm not as high on this year. Um, they're lucky they're Miami, not playing North Carolina. Yeah, I know. And then Miami and Florida, I think they lose one of those three games. That's fair. And I so I've got them nine and three. Yeah, I, I think that I would give better odds to win the ACC championship to Clemson and North Carolina before I would Florida State. Mm -hmm. I really would. Now, remember, I, ACC is not doing divisions this year. It's just, it's just the top first two teams. Oh, they're really yeah. lucky they're not playing North Carolina then. Yep. So, yeah, I, I would still give better odds to those two teams over Florida State this year. Going in anyway, I mean, I know they're they're kind of the sexy pick right now, and I don't know that I see it yet. Me too. We talked about, I think it was last week. I think Jesse and I like we talked about who some of the most overhyped teams in college football are right now, and Florida State is mine. I just I'm not buying all in. The last time they had back to back ten win seasons was in 2015 and 2000. 16 you know just because you have one good year doesn't mean all of a sudden now now the schedule is fairly conducive to to getting to at least eight or nine but again 10 is the question because the over under yeah. is nine and a half are you getting to 10 again and i just don't see it that's a lot that's just a lot of wins and they're gonna have to have a lot go their way for that to be the case right a lot yeah, Andy cheats cheat sheet says that they're one of the betting favorites to win the natty. And I would that's craziness. I would sell that all the way. Yeah, I I look I mean we're gonna up, find out right away. We're gonna find again, we're gonna find out in that's the first true. month of the season because they're playing LSU and Clemson. So we're gonna know right. We're gonna away. find out a lot about LSU too, for that matter. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> we are. Fill in the blank. It's blank that Will Ferrell is set to play John Madden in a movie about John Madden. So Called Madden, actually. <laughs> well, a good, good choice. Tentatively, yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this, how do they play this? Right? Are they going to play it? They're not. They can't. They're not going to play it like a Talladega Nights or a Step Brothers or something ridiculous like that, right? Right. 
Right. But there is, I mean, John Matt, there is some comedic part of John Madden, yeah, you know, yeah, and the doinks and the dinks and the, right. yeah. Boom. Yeah. He's going over here. Like, yeah, I can see, but I can also see Will Ferrell playing a lot of it straight too. You know what I mean? But he would be good at the John Madden impression in the booth, you know, yeah. handing out the eight legged Turkey legs and all these different <laughs> things. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like I, I think I'm on board with this. The more and more I think about it, the more and more I think I'm on board with it. He was originally supposed to play Jerry Buss, you know, the the former owner of the Lakers yeah. in that HBO series, the, you know, the Lakers winning time yeah. series. But John C. Riley got it instead, and it actually ticked him off. And, you know, really? like his, friend, his friend, Will Ferrell's friend, Adam McKay, is the guy, you know, like in charge who was making the whole thing. And Adam McKay is the guy who directed Anchorman and all that okay. kind of stuff. And I guess it kind of ticked him off, you know? Wow. So I think that this is kind of an interesting little step, you know? And like, when you look, they showed, I saw some pictures of like Madden and Farrell side by side. And it's not that they look, you know, like identical twins or anything, but Farrell, you know, like all of us, you know, he's got a little bit more gray hair these days and stuff like, you know, so he's like already, you know, like, it's got to put on a lot of weight to be John more. Madden. Yeah, like I can, I can see this. I, I, yeah. I can. I think this is actually going to be fun. I'm going to be curious to see sort of what the tone of this movie is, like how serious it is. You know, again, it's it's not right. the same guy that that made like Winning Time, and I don't think they're going to go down the line of, you know, like a satire kind of thing. You know, like Talladega Nights or whatever. Right. But at the same time, you would think that if you're if you're getting Will Ferrell. And the subject is John Madden, who, like you said, has his own had his own little idiosyncrasies and stuff like that. You know, well known for the kind of stuff that he did in the booth. I think that Will Ferrell will pull this off. I think it could I be a too. lot of fun. You know, de again, depending on the tone that they go with this thing. Right. You know, he's got his Harry Carey impersonation too for that. That's there, right. There's a little bit of a line. There's gonna but, yeah. They're gonna have to be careful with it. I I think. Uh, but and I can't remember. I, he can play a serious role. Like that is it that is in his wheelhouse, number mm -hmm. one. But I think this allows for a serious role, but with some fun as well. Because I'm sure John Madden was, and I don't know this for a fact, but I feel like John Madden is not the John Madden we saw in the broadcast booth, like outside the broadcast booth. You know right. what I mean? Like right. he was clearly a, a good businessman. Yeah. Like, you know, as far as getting involved with the video game and wanting to make sure that it was as lifelike as possible i mean we've all heard that story before right and you know he gave plays and the playbook and all of those different things so i mean he's a smart guy i don't feel like he's just a clown all the time right so right. There, there there's gonna be a line and hopefully they do it right yeah i guess it's going to focus uh, at least a good deal of it on his relationship with al davis who of course was the raid oh okay owner. so interesting that'll be like who they get to play al davis will be I'll be kind of curious to see that as well. So Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett had his playbook stolen out of his car. My question to you, what is the most valuable thing ever stolen out of your car? I like how you assume I've had things stolen out of my car before. <laughs> we um, all have, right? I mean, come on. I have. I have because <laughs> I left my car unlocked when I used to live in an apartment, and that was not smart. And the And it's not – so the most valuable thing that was ever stolen from me – out of my car 
was back in 2000 and early 2005. Okay. Okay. My entire collection of CDs, like I had the case, you know, the zippered case, and it was in my car because I had the CD player in the car, and that's when I would listen to music. The whole thing was just taken. So that's when you stopped listening to music, when your CDs were stolen. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. I've been in a depression ever since. They I, took you know, something and was... beyond, and it was downhill from there. <laughs> I had some stuff in there that, you know, some burnt CDs of, like, great artists, you know, in, in an order that I liked, and, you know, all of that, stuff that was given to me to listen, like, all of that gone. Did your like wife that? make you mixtapes? Is that what you're saying? She may have. <laughs> she may have. It's a little heartbreaking because that was our first year of marriage. Everything was stolen. Oh, that is. That that breaks my heart to hear that. Yeah. You guys. And you I guys, never replaced any of it. You guys did okay 10 kids later. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see. I, but, I, you know, we're at like 20 years, right? You got to go back to the, the mixtape. You got to go back to it sometimes to light the fire again. I don't have That's it. That's true. Some other guy's That's using true. it. Vince could not tell you a Def Leppard song. I'm sorry, nope. we are not Marshall. He could not. Nope. Rock and roll <laughs> is not his thing. <laughs> have we ever talked about the 5150 reference on this show <laughs> that I dropped on you? I don't think we game? have. Vince and I were doing a basketball game, and the score was 5150. And I said, ah, oh, very Van Halen score. And Vince, it went... <laughs> Woof. Right over Vince's head. He had no idea what I was talking about. And I still get crap from Chuck Freebie to this day. <laughs> you deserve it, too. <laughs> still, to this day. Most valuable thing I've ever had stolen out of my, not car, but it was back when I had the Jeep Wrangler, the mm. soft top. Um, I would periodically, you know, I had the removable face, you know, oh, CD, yeah. so you can pull it out and take it into your house. Every once in a while, I would just be stupid and jump out and forget to, you know, pull the face out, you know, pull the thing out, take it in the house. I probably had at least three stereos stolen. So. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. It wasn't, I, I mean, it wouldn't be hard because there's, you know, no roof. No, that's exactly. Oh, and you, you just jump right in and yep, that's right. I'm just glad nobody ever like sliced up the soft top and cut it up or anything like yeah, that. Good call. Good call. <laughs> uh, we are not Marshall says Vince is a Hanson guy. All right. Well, we'll end it on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, according to uh, DraftKings, Florida uh -huh. State has the seventh best odds to win the national championship. Really? And Notre Dame is at 11. Interesting. So Florida State's at plus eighteen hundred, Notre Dame's at plus twenty five hundred, Georgia is at wow. plus two ten. <laughs> so. Understandably, yeah. So how's it go? Absolutely. Georgia, who's is Alabama second? Yep, yep. Alabama's at plus five fifty. Then you got Ohio State, Ohio State six fifty, Michigan. Yep, plus nine hundred. Who would be next? They're on Notre Dame's schedule. Clemson. Clemson? Nope. Nope. USC. Oh, USC. Okay. USC is at plus 14. And then the fighting Brian Kellys are at plus 1,600. Okay. Then you got Florida State. Then Clemson. Then Texas.
then Penn State, then Notre Dame. See, Florida State has better odds than Clemson. Like, I just craziness, crazy. Who knew? All right. All right. Yep, that's where we're at. So, yeah. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. National Championship odds and all. We appreciate it. Smash the like button on your way out. And, of course, subscribe, rate, review. We will be back tomorrow. It's already Wednesday Eve. We're almost to the middle of the week. So we will talk to you then on Ivy Nation Sports Talk. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.